Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. Uh, joined once again by Jeremy Hall. Hello. Christopher Mash. Hola. I'm Jeff Hall. Good to be with you guys again this evening. Uh, tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about loss, uh, the suffering that comes with losing a loved one, and how we can look through God's Word and receive comfort for that. Um, well, I mean, you guys have a verse going yeah, to start? Yeah, with? I mean, we could jump right into it. In Psalm 73, verse 26, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I mean, if you look for one verse that, that kind of clarifies the stance on the Bible, I mean, look what you go through with loss. And we've all experienced it. We're all old enough to have experienced some yeah. form of deep loss in our lives. I was going to say, um, yeah, we all... At one point in our lives, uh, have lost people who were very near and dear to us. We certainly know people who have had that kind of loss, maybe a, a uh, family friend or a parent. or Rich or poor, whoever, Christian, non-Christian, everybody experiences what's the, what's that. What's the ratio? One out of one people is going to die? Yeah, pretty much uh, <laughs> one, one out of every one, one person one. who's born is going to die, uh, which reminds me of Well, the, is that technically correct since there were a couple in the Old Testament? That well, that Enoch said a little bit. So point nine nine nine. I'd say outside of some <laughs> nine, uh, nine, nine, unique situation, this happened once or twice in the entire history of the Bible. Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Hebrew writer tells us in chapter nine, verse twenty-seven, that uh, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. So, I'm kind of going with that. I think we're we're all mortal here. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's as unless uh, Jesus comes back uh, while we're still alive. And, and I'll I tell you, as as a Christian, you start thinking more about that. The passing, I guess, because, you know, the ultimate goal is, is to end up in heaven with God and Christ. Well, I think um, part of what we're trying to do here tonight is uh, kind of look at this through the context of Christian eyes. Um, mm-hmm. While we're all sorrowful when we lose a loved one, uh, there is a peace that comes with knowing that that loved one was a Christian. Because you have reason to believe that they may, uh, they, they may be in heaven and that uh, you may also someday be in heaven, and hopefully we may see them again. But if you've got a loved one who <clears throat> hasn't lived the kind of life that they should be living, you know, uh, something we're going to touch on is not everybody's going to heaven, guys. No, I think that's something that needs, according to the Bible, it's there's there's a place for both. There's unbelievers and there's believers, and there's going to be a separation for God yeah. for some. Well, at least 51% of people aren't going. 51%? Well, at least at least 51%. Take from this what you will. <laughs> Matthew chapter... Stat? No, because it says in the Bible, the, you know, the road is narrow. If you yeah. don't take it, so we're going off of that. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just going to follow up with exactly that very thing. Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 13 uh, through 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. As Jeremy alluded to, this tells us fairly clearly that there's probably going to be more people going to hell than there are going to go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the, the path getting into heaven is, is narrow. It's, 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 it's difficult to find. There's multiple references of, of the difficulty to get into heaven, or that it's not... For everyone, what's the? I can't think of the verse. You might be flipping to it right now. I'm going to go to Romans chapter the nine. Needle. Well, that first. wasn't the one. Uh, I was going to read uh, Romans uh, nine verses twenty-seven through twenty-eight, where uh, 
Isaiah also cries out concerning Israel, although the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. So we know what a remnant is. Now, again, he's talking to the Israelites here, but uh, I think it's still applicable that not the, the, the larger percentage of people are not going to be saved. No, well. No, and, and the sad thing is, for all of us, is that everybody has the opportunity to be saved. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Again, we're looking at this through Christian eyes. Uh, but you mentioned something, Jeremy, I think in some of your uh, bullet points for tonight's discussion about how, have you guys ever been to a funeral? Ever. No matter who that person was, whether they were godly or ungodly. And again, we're not the judges. We're, let's be clear about that. But have you ever been to a funeral where they weren't going to heaven, or they weren't sitting at the feet of Jesus, it's it's 100% of the time. And you know that's not the case. That's true. Comments? I mean, discussion? I mean, I've never been to a funeral that somebody wouldn't preach into heaven. You know, with Is that what you're earth. talking about when you say preach into heaven? That yeah. They're saying they're that... Always uh, preaching into heaven. You know, I've been to funerals that, like you said, I'm not the end, and I don't know what that was present that person's heart before they died, but no matter what's going on, if they've ever talked about God or even was atheist, you know, even there'd be preachers up there at the funeral and he's preaching them into heaven for everybody. And, and this isn't this isn't <clears throat> us and we've reiterated. You both said it. We're not the judges. We don't no, know what's going judges. on in their hearts. And no, things, I don't. But you also have to realize that the examples that they set, there are people that we know that don't believe. Mm-hmm. That there don't are people follow. who are on the record who said they don't believe Correct. in God. And then those people pass away. Again, but we're I've, not the judge, but if you believe the Bible, it's they've chosen a yeah. life separated from I've God. I've known people who, that by any account, never graced the door of a church, may have died in a state of sin, uh, yet every single time, well, they're with mom and daddy up in heaven now, they're with Jesus, I'm like, and in my mind, I don't, I don't come right out and say, I don't, I'm not sure about that, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm not so sure about that. Now, do you feel if that's, is that judgmental? No, let's clarify. Some people are going to say that that's judgmental yeah. way of thinking. Is that, how do you feel, how do you feel about well, that? Well, I guess where I'm feeling about it is, I'm not saying definitively one or the other. I guess, you know, when Jesus opens the book of life, he can, he can do what he wants. But uh, I'm just saying that based on what I know about the Bible, no, unless cho- that person asked for forgiveness one second before he was And these are people we know that have chosen a life separate from God. They're not following the Bible. Yeah. That's anyway. Yeah, we're talking about non-believers. I've I've had this a question on here tonight is how to respond when somebody loses someone. Cuz I know since I've become a Christian more times than not when somebody passes I have somebody approach me and I might not even know the person that passed they'd be like where do you think they're at? And you don't want to tell them I said, to be honest, I said, I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they were at the last few moments of their life. You know, they're could have changed their heart at the last moment. I have no idea, you know, but it's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing. And, and I've had family members that have passed away that you, you know, you worry about that. So that's something that would keep me awake at night. If I think about it is some of the people that, may not have been believers and have passed. And, and one thing that I found that has comforted me, and you guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong for thinking this, is like maybe at that time in their lives when they passed, God took them at that appointed time because they were right and he knew so. that they weren't yeah. going to. 
I don't know, but I'm just I'm just hoping that that's. I didn't mean to stray off topic. No, I no, just that's, to no make, that's a very good topic. Well, that's one is, of the hardest questions yeah, you get. It's it's true. It's like I'd like to add to what you were saying. If you don't have nothing, go ahead. The best the best you know medicine for this is if instead of having to ask people where do you think they're at, if you know somebody right now, I don't care if they're healthy. Because anything could happen from car wreck to their heart just stopping. If you worry about somewhere where they're going to be at the end of their life and the beginning of the next, talk to them about Jesus now. Don't hesitate because you never know. Now, they may shun you away. They may push you away. They may get upset. But at least you tried. Right. So don't this, wait to the last minute to talk to somebody about Jesus. You know, you always look at things as either like a reactive or a proactive. This, this, you know, we're reacting to people or, or we're going to talk about ways to cover people after a loss. But the proactive stance is if you're worried about it, do something beforehand. You know, I we mean, sing a song, so, uh, you never mentioned him to me. We sang yeah. that the other day, actually. It's a message. sad. It's it's kind of a sad. It is sad. sad yeah. song just talking about somebody's lost. But if you're you're sitting there talking, yeah, somebody that passed away. That's that's one of the worst feelings that you have. If you, I, I did I do enough stuff with the people that have passed away in my life? No, I know that for a fact. I haven't. Well, that's yeah. just another reason to uh, initiate the Great Commission, Chris. Correct. Yeah, and you don't have to travel to uh, you know a million miles away to do it. You can do it right here. So. But yeah, if you know people who may not, their lives will not be right with God, or at least you suspect they may not be. Yeah. Hey, no time like the present. Talk to them tonight. We understand this topic tough, and Jeremy said it. He's <laughs> it's like, gonna be rough. it's gonna, it's the, it's the one question that you get. Okay. People will try to challenge you on yeah. it too. Well, how do you question. comfort people who have had lost? Have we talked about that. No, we haven't. We just do. It well, now. I mean, one of the first topics that Jeremy has is you know, good things happen to good people and. You that? Okay. No, I mean, I, that was the first point. That so you're I saying that is a statement of fact? No. Or that's the way it should be? Or you're questioning? It's, that's the way some people have placed it. I've actually heard Christians say, well, they're a better person. That wouldn't happen. And that's not biblical. That's not biblical So what they're all. saying is bad things happen to bad people? I've heard Christians say, and they'd be saying, and I've heard it all my life, they would say, oh, this person over here, of course, they died. Look at how they lived. They're being punished. I don't necessarily believe that. Oh, I don't believe it. For I believe, all. though, that. So I, I agree in that. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that bad things will not happen to you. Well, what I do believe is we're not promised an easy way through this life. Life is difficult. But if you follow God's word, I do believe in the long run, you're going to be better off than if you don't. Can anybody agree with that? Well, yeah. you can look at Job and understand that. What I if mean, we look, had taken Job's, what if Job had taken his wife's, his wife's counsel? God, would he be better off? Would he have been better off? No. I don't think so. No, he would no worse. absolutely not. I think bad things happen to Christians. Yeah. Well, okay, in King in Matthew five forty five that ye may be the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. So Yeah, I'm just saying that you've heard people, we all have, that if there's one person might get hurt or something, be like, well, that's how they live their life. All right? I've even said it. You know, I will do something, I'll trip and fall, I broke my hand a few weeks ago, and be like, well, I need to start living a better life. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, didn't we just talk about last time, our last podcast, about how some people say, well, if 
children can get cancer. What kind of God is that? Didn't we? Right, that? right. It's it's some of the things yeah. that, that atheists will. Bad things will, happen to good people. Good things can happen okay. to bad well, we people. We live in a fallen world. Exactly. We're not immune. Well, let's, We're let's not look, immune from it. Now, in the next life, nothing bad will happen. To let's you look right at now. this in a whole different way, guys. It's almost like, what do you really care what happens in this life? Because this life is not what our purpose is for. We still We're, make attachments to people. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that, but I'm like, I think what I'm trying to mention is, I think we get sometimes entirely too involved in this world we do that we lose our focus on the fact that we're trying to get to heaven when this world's over and whether or not you live to be you know one year old or a hundred years old it's going to be over in the blink of an well, eye. what do we always say look at your time and your money where you invest most of those is what you actually worship that's true and i think another thing is at least as christians we have hope of eternal life uh that we'll see our loved ones again someday what do you guys think about that yeah, 100%. I'm going to read First Thessalonians, if I may. The only thing that's... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll I mean, say it go ahead you. and finish your point. <clears throat> I was going to say, the only thing that throws me off about that, and you guys can probably clarify a little bit more, is is when God... It's, I think it's in Matthew when they start talking about the the wife, the woman's husband passes away, and then she's married to the brother, and then you know he passes away, and then she marries another, and mm-hmm. they ask Jesus, well... When she, when in the next life, who's who's the who's the husband? But there are not. That was a straw man they got up. Yeah, yeah. Because the Sadducees, they don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in they don't believe in angels. Right. They believe kind of like atheists. They believe in God, but they don't believe there's afterlife. That's what the Sadducees believed. Yeah, and I, and I knew they were trying to trick him. But the only thing that is is always about that is like, how does that work? But I guess there's no marriage or anything like that. So. That's one of the things that I've always wanted y'all's, I guess, the opinion on for that one. When you when you talk about in the next life when, yeah. and loved ones. Well, you recognize loved ones in the next life? Well, I know the rich man recognized Lazarus. He recognized Abraham, and he never even met Abraham, but he knew because he kept following True. Father That's Abraham. Very good point. We're going to know people up there. We're going to recognize them. Yeah, and it's going to be different. You still won't have that mother father feeling because you're all going to be brothers and sisters. And it's and that's that's the part the understanding we have. We have to understand that there's a lot of things we don't know, and what we're used to, and the relationships we have, and the attachments we get with people aren't going to be the same up there. Yeah, they're going to be different. Right, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and that's what we share, and that's that's a hard thing to. That I struggle sometimes with grasping, just thinking about it. Yeah, you're still going to have that love for others. It's still going to be there. We don't know what form we'll be in. 1 John 3, 2 tells us that uh, it's not been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Yeah. uh, A verse I've got here, again, talking about having comfort through uh, our Christianity and the fact that as Christians we have the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ. I've heard this one read at more than a I, more than a few eulogies, but it's First Thessalonians chapter four, beginning in verse thirteen, and we're going to read through uh, verse eighteen. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. And when he says fallen asleep, he means those who have died. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. You guys get any comfort from that? I did. I did. And I think when I read this, uh, it makes me feel like, you know, we're going to, we're going to rise to meet Jesus Christ in the air, and we're going to see those people who have gone before us or, as he mentions, has fallen asleep in Christ. And again, that doesn't mean just falling asleep. That means those who have died in Christ. And and there's a similar verse, too, that, that they do, Romans 8, 38 through 39, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, there, there's the comfort to have. And, and, and I, 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 well, let me ask you this. How's the best way to comfort somebody? Sometimes I think uh, with someone who's had a loss, if they're Christians, I try to approach it from that viewpoint. And I think that does provide them comfort. If they're not Christians, I think that's an opportunity to... Maybe make people aware that, you know, uh, it's not too late for you. Life is short. And, you're, and you know, I, I referenced, is it okay to mention a person? Yeah. Joel Plunkett. A lot of you guys out there listening, you know who Joel is. And I've listened to a few of uh, uh, eulogies from Joel, and I always appreciate how he he shapes that back. He, mm-hmm. he, he always directs that eulogy back, not, you know, not necessarily a sermon, but he wants people to be aware that, you know, until you know, as long as you're not in that casket, it's not too late. He does, and, and that you can you can still you know turn your life around, and uh, or well, like at Fred Stacy's uh, eulogy, kind of celebrating that you know this the, is a day of happiness for us as Christians because yeah. we know where we believe that Fred is. We have that hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ, and so yeah. it, it is. And I and think what, that's comfort. What better time to to have that? Um, when people are that aware. I mean, what other time are you going to be That's more true. aware than that? But how do you comfort their families, though? Like, say someone died close to you. You know, there's different ways to comfort people. I mean, mostly just maybe being around. You can I just think set... your presence, Jeremy. Exactly. You just don't have being to there. say anything. I'm, I'm about to, I almost said that. <laughs> almost said what you were saying. I mean, Sometimes you, gotta, you don't say anything at all because there's nothing you can say. There's yeah. very few. You're, you're not going to choose the right words to, to make up for that loss. No, how can... many times you know? Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, you know, he's in a better place. But sometimes, are you really telling the truth when you say that? Like they're in a better place? I, I, I try to stay away from that one. I don't know. But, uh, the the best way is just to be there. To be there. And, yeah, yeah. And be present if they need you. You know, there's times like me, I'm a different person. I necessarily wouldn't want people to be around. I'm not a grief counselor, Jeremy. No. You're not. <laughs> I it, it just depends on the person. <laughs> but I'm person. not good at it. I Some people grieve different. Some people, you know, they might want you to be there and chit chat. And I find a lot of times when the chit chat's going on, and it's our next point too, is, you know, is that should we try to stop the grieving process early? Because that's as humans, that's what we want to do is stop somebody's pain. 
immediately. Yes. Well, I don't think we can do that. And yeah, I think everybody can, has well, a different try. way of dealing with grief. I mean, yeah. how many times have you heard someone go, like, all right, snap out of it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's just, come Several on, let's get times. out. Maybe after a year. Maybe. Yeah. And you I still mean, haven't left your bedroom. Uh, maybe. Sounds, but, I need to catch. That's called hibernation. Yeah, but, but the thing <laughs> is, too, is you just got to remember everybody handles it different. And they need to go through this grieving process to heal. That that's It takes every step of the grieving process to heal because you're just trying to make yourself feel better because you're not going to make them feel better. There's nothing you can do. You know, they're going to, they're well, going to mourn that loss. I agree. I'm not going to be able to make them feel better, but I think as a Christian, I think that absolutely, if you, if you bring your problems and, and lay them at the feet of Jesus, he's going to help you, Jeremy. I believe that. I believe he's going to help you with your grief. Um, well, I mean, we're sitting here looking at there's like twenty or thirty verses just off what I, what I'm what I'm seeing here that all talk about comfort and God's promise. And I think we've all been through some some stuff in the last ten years, the uh, some grief and, and whatnot. I just I know feel like Christians, have, but it's I've handled it a lot better. I think Christians with, are going to handle this. grief and loss better because they realize. Yeah. The big picture isn't this earth. It's where where we're going to go after this life is over. And I think as Christians, like, if you say your mom and daddy, and I'm talking about myself here, uh, I believe they were uh, avid Christians. Uh, as human beings, they were not I perfect. But I do have faith and, and hope that they are in heaven, and that perhaps if I live the right kind of life, I might. Well, it's just like, I, I agree. Um I agree with, with your statement about your parents because, too, they're like Fred Stacy. They're a great example. I've always felt like they were great examples to live by. Yeah. We're lucky to have that. Yes. Like you said earlier, though, turn into God more for your grief. Don't you have to, Jeremy? You do. And here's a good one. Here's Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That's a good one. Well, so you might not want... Let's say you don't want. I'm one of those people too, and I'm not in a great mood. I just kind of want to be alone. But that's from contact with the human side. But what I need more of in that time is more contact and more relationship with God. Exactly. Okay. How about exactly. more relationship with God? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Yeah. We've heard that a lot, but. When you've lost a loved one and your heart is broken, it may feel like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But I think that's the time when you need to reach out to Jesus more, my yeah. opinion. It's funny is that we actually talked about that. Uh, Dale that goes here to the same church, he actually talked about that, how he won't preach that at the burial site. He'll preach it inside the church for the people because it's actually not for the dead. That's actually for what, those. What, Psalms 23? It's walking for those lost. Yeah, they're not walking anymore. Yeah. Uh, one more that I get a lot of comfort out of is in Matthew chapter 11, verses, verse 28. Come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I showed that to somebody on Sunday who was having a difficult time. Cause it's... Well, you know, another thing, when you when you take your burdens and your issues to the Lord... You've also got to have the faith that he's able to to relieve you of that burden. 
Yeah. You've got to believe in Jesus Christ and that through his power he can help you. Yeah. And you it's gotta not, believe that. And it's not necessarily immediate either. I mean, when I came back to the church, I was going through a really difficult time in my life and it wasn't an immediate thing, but it created the growth. And and I'm I'm still far away from it. Like I'm far from far from perfect, but I, I find myself now reaching out more to God. Listen not also diminish what Jeremy was saying. Even if you take like your to diminish what he said, <laughs> if you take your problems to Jesus, uh, there's still a grieving process that has to be gone through. And and no, Jeremy, I don't think it's healthy to try to uh, bottle it. To or what is the word? Uh, uh, we need to let people grieve in their own way in their own time frames. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think studies do show, though, that if some people, uh, if they're not able to overcome that grief, then it may be time to go to another yeah. level. But, uh, but yeah, you got to you you've got to be able to grieve. And just your own time. be there for them. If if they want you there, be there. You don't have to say anything. It's as simple as a text. It's sometimes as simple as a phone call, even, or you know, take them some food. Because I know this, a lot of people. I'll be honest. The last time I mourned and mourned deeply, I lost eleven pounds. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, we're no talking cupcakes. About, yeah, no talking cupcakes. about comfort and suffering. This is in Second Corinthians chapter one, starting in verse, verse three. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's kind of, really kind of yeah. hammers home the point there. Yeah. Should we talk about the stages of grief now? I think sure. that's a good one so people can yeah. understand that this isn't just <clears throat> a simple process. It's yeah. not like you just get over it. There's, no, there's... you've got to work your way through it over time. If it yeah. was if it was easy as just changing well, your mind, it would just, <laughs> nobody would be. I use a term uh, for, and I've, I use a term called the new normal. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I've had to reestablish new normals entirely too many times in my life. But uh, to me, the new normal means things are never going to be the way they were, yet we still have to go on with our lives. So the way life is now after this change, that is the new normal, and it takes a while to get used to. That's just how it goes. Well, y'all ready to move on to the shock? The shock Go ahead. The common stages. Start, uh, yeah. How about the one sign of the stages of grief? Uh, initial shock. This may include expressions of denial, anger, and the mind can't accept all at once what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to process. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it just hits you out of nowhere. You want to look yeah. for excuses and stuff like that. Denial and anger. Yeah. I think those, yeah, those are absolutely common. Yeah. Number two, numbness. This is God's <laughs> gift to us as we learn to deal with the loss one piece at a time. You ever heard people say it, it hadn't really hit me yet? Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of when people are actually in that state of numbness. Yeah. Because you've heard that, like, you know, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, you know, it really hadn't hit me yet. And it's and if for someone who hasn't experienced that, it's you're just numb to. It's your brain it's is not, really not able to get around. It's not like it. you're just like 
I mean, I guess they call it something like depression. People think depression, sadness, depression. A lot of times classified as just is a lack, lack of, of feeling, motivation of any kind of like feeling or anything. No, it's it's <laughs> true. Yeah. But nothing like, makes you happy. Nothing you don't look forward you, to you're anything. Just, you're yeah. just like going through yeah. the motions on the thing. I it's it's mm-hmm. just sounds numbness. like me. Pretty much every. Yeah. Uh, three struggle between fantasy and reality, which I have dealt with before. Fantasy. So elaborate you, on that. Yeah, yeah. This is stage involves thinking. We hear. The departed wants his voice, seeing a glimpse of her or passing car or reaching for the phone to call her. You know, unless I've been here before where I would think, hold on, am I dreaming right now? Is this a, is this yeah. a dream kind of thing? You know, where like it doesn't seem real. You're like, this can't be real. You just can't grasp the reality. Is that of kind it. of a denial? Mental denial? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of stuff your mind's trying to protect you, you know, because it can't handle all of it at once. Because I've literally been there where I'd be like, hold on, am I dreaming? Is this is a dream Is that where you have a right psychotic now? break? Your brain just can't wrap its arms around what's going on. Or and, it manifests uh, something so you, that you're... you live in an alternate la-la land reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of sounds kind of scary, I'm going to be honest. It's almost like that may not be bad. Oh, you think I mean, we'd be happier it, if we lived in la-la land? Yeah. I mean, I, I live in Depends on the taxes. <laughs> that was a good one. Good nice one. How about four? The flood of grief, often triggered by something trivial months <clears throat> or years after this death. Grief can flood in okay. again, bringing the loss back and all its power. Now, can I share something? Mm-hmm. Touching on that very thing here. Um, I don't know if it's because hearing, like, the sensory part for me, but... Uh, to this day, I can't hear, I walk with the king. Mm-hmm. I, I literally will break down in tears. Um, because like in this church where we're sitting right now, I can still look over and see my mother and father in the pew Ugh. beside me. Um, so I've had times where like I've, I've, I've told our song leader at the church we're at now, I'm like if you see me, if you lead this song and you see me get up and go into the back, you know why. Yeah. But There's... I guess that's touching on what you just mentioned there. Uh, and I, and I think the hymns of Jesus are you know, they are they're so for, beautiful. There's one for mom that she does when we lost my grandmother. That now every time, even still, you want to share was, it? Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now, but it's it's one about I, seeing them across the shore. Oh, I can. Um, I can imagine. But it's just, I mean, it's been. She passed away in '95. '94, '95, yeah. Yeah, and so it's still. We sang it. Well, ooh. your mom's an excellent singer. Yeah, she is. She is. I get it from her. About five stabbing <laughs> memories, but also go with kind of what you was just stabbing saying. memories. Mm-hmm. Stabbing. stabbing, stabbing. All right. Well, you... okay. I'll, I'll just when you think in. you're getting past it, someone who doesn't know the situation will ask how the departed one is is oh. doing. You know, this is actually done on TV with uh, I believe it was Martin Short. His wife had passed away two years earlier, and he went on Good Morning America, oh. and the host didn't realize, it, and she asked him how his wife was because they were. And he what kind did he break down? Friends. He he just played it off like you know and just but, but it was kind of uncomfortable for him because it had been two years. I'll mention this. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. And it's all different for everybody, I think. But in general, right after the loss of someone that you love, uh, that initial pain, I think, over time, kind of gradually. Uh, it turns to acceptance, and then uh, the bad memories kind of turn to good ones. What I have found, like, uh, say, for instance, a loved one had a, uh, a battle with a disease or something. As time passes, <clears throat> it does heal the wound where 
I don't think you focus as much on those, those last days. It seems like in my mind, I always go back to better times when that person wasn't sick. You know, we think about our grandmother. I don't think about those last days no, after her strokes. No. I, if somebody I think mentions about, it, you will, but you don't. Yeah. I don't re- remember it in that way. I That's not initially where my brain goes. No, no. When they talk about her, I, I think about, you know, just, well, they lived right next to us for my whole life at that time. So I, I think about all those good things with, with everyone. That can be yeah. a comfort, I think, for some folks. And just let, if you walk them and talk to them, and like, hey, you know, it hurts now, but I think as time passes, uh, those those bad it's memories may become pleasant ones again. Almost like it's it's always it was weird to me at a funeral home and the visitation part for family is that you'll walk in, especially with like our family and how big it is. You hear people laughing a lot because they are reminiscing. But I don't think like it's out of uh, it's, it's not out of like no, like it's people are laughing and talking about like the good times and mm-hmm. it's almost like that. It's it was weird yeah. the first time I experienced. And that's it, comforting, isn't like, it? It is. You sit there and you're talking about you're remembering the good things and it. It's bittersweet, um, yeah, but it's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was always weird to me to hear everybody laughing. And for the first time I was doing it, it's like, why are people? But I, again, I was like eight or nine. But now we we still do it. We like did it we, just a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, months I'll, ago. I agree. I have a story here. Um, I'm used to being at those types of funeral where everybody's laughing, where they're coming up. The funeral director's like, hey, y'all going to be quiet. You're going to have to leave. That happened. <laughs> it didn't actually happen. Didn't we just get told that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so I actually went to a funeral in Iowa one time with a friend, and they put everybody in a room in a circle. And, and mind you, here where we live, like it was very common to people bring casseroles or yeah. pizza or food galore, yeah. roasted chicken. It was like Thanksgiving dinner. Uh-huh. And uh, so I get up there, and the person I was with said, Hey, you want to get breakfast? I'm like, no, I'll eat at the funeral because that's what I'm used to. <laughs> so Were you in for a rude awakening? <laughs> I was. So they put everybody in a circle. And after about an hour, I was like, "What are we doing?" They're like, "Oh, we're just this is what we do." And I'm like, "Where's the what food?" Were you doing? Wait, were they were, were they like get passing memory? No, they were like, just standing there staring the at each other. They were just everybody standing there staring at each other. And I was just like, "Where's the food at?" And they're like, "Oh, there ain't no food here. Why?" And then we got to talking about funerals in the South. It's, <laughs> and then they just like, "I think I want to go to funerals in the South." Yeah, that's what I everybody kind of came up with because I was like, "Oh, we'll eat afterwards." But here, where we're from, and most of the funerals I've ever been to, there's always been like a buffet of food. It was very More common for just, people <laughs> to bring food. You know, the women of the town would bring casseroles, chicken, always a casserole, <laughs> always, a always fried chicken, cakes, sweet so It's very weird. It's very weird to go to a funeral. Not in, around here, like we're going to Iowa, it was a shock. Like, oh, this is depressing because yeah. I never get that at funerals. It's more like a family reunion. At the time, we were actually told that we're going to have to be quiet or leave. Uh, the Our aunts, whose funeral was, she would have been amongst us and oh, the loudest. She would have been, <laughs> been the loudest one there. She would have been kicked out. But it, it's just, it's just, <laughs> but it, it's just a time that reminds me that just at the funerals, like on the on the visitation part. It, how happy! I mean, you're. It's good to hear yeah. the good things. I, I agree think the bad you. memories fade away, and they you're do. left with the good stuff. Yeah, but it takes time to get there. And that's where Agreed. we're at now. Is the last stage is uh, recovery. A new normal emerges as we begin to believe that life will go on, and there will come a day when we won't hurt like we do now. And I think you said it: the new norm, the new normal for it. Life's not going to be the same. Never. The only thing constant life be. is it's. Uh, it, yeah. It's not constant. 
The and, only certain thing in life is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, like I said earlier, I'm going to go back to it. If there's somebody you love that you don't know where they stand with God, go talk to them about it. Would you rather them be mad at you for a couple days? And they may not be mad at you, Jeremy. They may come back later and thank might, you, you might so much for, 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 for exposing but them to Jesus Christ. Why not just give it a try? And you ain't got to force it down their throat. Just bring it up gradually every so often and just... Let them know, you know. Absolutely. There's comfort in Jesus Christ. And I think Always. that's what we're trying to go back to. Always. You get peace. And if you're a Christian, if you know your loved ones are Christians, you don't have nearly as much sorrow in your heart as if you suspect that your loved ones were not Christians. Yeah. Because if we're Christians, we know that they've gone on to their reward. And we say that a lot, don't we? We do. We do. They've gone on to their reward. And uh, that's kind of what it, that's exactly what it is. Not kind of. Yeah. I mean, this should cause. Like Heaven a, is your reward. It is. And it should cause. Great reflection within ourselves. And we if know that. I'm sorry, Chris. No, no. If we're in the same, if we want to be with these people, more importantly, we want to be with God and Jesus. But I was going to say that chance. It's a Christian. That's what you've wanted your whole life, isn't it? To be yes. with Jesus. Yes. And I, I made a statement one day, and Jeremy had to like clarify on it before that you know, like you know, some children or, or people pass away, and that's a terrible thing to happen. And I always look at it after the fact is like. At least they have a home in heaven, which is the goal that we all want to be at. Absolutely. Not, thank Jeremy, yeah. thanks for softening that up the last time I said it. <laughs> Came across a little harsh. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's just, I don't know, it's difficult. I think you said it best. Just be there with them. Try to find the right time to talk to them about God. Talk to people before it ever happens. Or you get to that point to where you know if something does happen, then you do have that comfort of, of knowing. Yeah. I agree. Because we know if we follow this, we know where we're going to go. You should, yeah. That's where I want to go. You should have a good man. idea. You should, if you follow yeah. it and obey it. You. It's kind of like what people say. I've heard people say, I'm ready for this thing. I wish Jesus hurt him go back. And I'm kind of like, eh, eh, yeah, I got, I'm still working on a few people. <laughs> <laughs> Slow well, down. I, I want to go to heaven when I die, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, let me end with this verse right here. Y'all, y'all want to say anything? No, the only other verse that, that, that I will I'll state before he goes is 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Uh, there is no temptation taken a hold of you, but such is common to man, but God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted beyond to which you are able to bear, but with temptation will also make a way to escape it, and ye may be able to bear it. And, and that talks more about temptation, but there's no amount of sorrow or grief that God will put on you that he oh, yeah. can't deliver you from, oh, is, yeah. is how I wanted to speak on that. But that that's... That's all I've got on that one. And and I'm going to end it with Matthew 5, 4, even though it may have been said before, I don't know. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I like that. That's uh, pretty simple. Oh, yeah. That's true. I just want to say one thing before we go. We may slip of the tongue here every once in a while and say something. Please comment if if we say something that you disagree with or you have an idea on. We're not going to get mad. We, we like everybody's opinion. We appreciate all the comments that come out and mm-hmm. say things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so keep that in mind. And it's live, guys. We're not – this yes. is not really yes. rehearsed. I mean, no. We may have a few notes, but uh, – We may pause it. We try it. not to share notes Let's too much. Off the cup. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we may have to pause it and – we like to have get a, a good argument going once Occasionally while, we so. will pause it and call each other heretic, but then we get comforted. <laughs> 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 and we straighten it out and get it took care of. But we just want to appreciate – Every one of y'all that listen and follow us on Facebook, and even if you didn't follow us on Facebook, we still appreciate you, and we appreciate everybody listening out there. 
And uh, you want to say anything? And if you have if you have good comments on this one too, because it's a hard subject for everybody, it's very hard. Comment with them or share it with someone who is going through loss or, or some of the verses that we read tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we'd appreciate it. It helps. It really does. We've all experienced it, and it's been it's been very helpful to us. So yeah, where can like they find good, us? Where do you find me? Where do you find <laughs> me? Yeah, are we giving your address? White Bluff, Tennessee. <laughs> He's home during these hours. You can find us on Facebook, um, Cousins for Christ. Please follow us. Please follow us. Give us a like. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Please, you know, we, we appreciate everybody. <laughs> and we're glad we have this opportunity to talk about God and Jesus more. And we're really thankful for it. Amen to that. Good talk, guys. Yeah, yeah it was a good one. I'm Should we gonna... close out with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you so very much for this opportunity to come spread your word, Lord. Please, Lord, be with those out there listening, Lord, and help. And maybe this message may reach out and help strengthen someone, Lord, or plant a seed that they draw them closer to you. We thank you so much for this blessing you've given us for this podcast. And all the listeners, we thank you. Bless them, Lord. And anyone out there that we know, we know that health's not doing good and maybe struggling with loss, please, Lord, help comfort them in their time of need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.